Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Radio. Intelligent Talk Radio. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Canada's 150th birthday. Happy Canada Day, everybody. Just a quick word about tomorrow. A lot of political activity taking place in this country, particularly in British Columbia. And my chorus colleague and great friend Charles Adler will join me at the top of the show. And uh, Charles lives in British Columbia now, of course, and he broadcasts on the Chorus Radio Network in Vancouver, in Edmonton, Calgary, and Winnipeg. And uh, we'll talk to Charles about what's going on in politics in B.C., and I have some more stories for you on the chronic pain front. I won't talk about that now, but we have some more information for you. This is all changing. And, um, yeah, I won't say any more. It is time for the beauties. And uh, what's the word in French? La bête. La bête. You see, that doesn't work. You can't say la and no, with beast, you, can, you can't have a... The, that's the no, gender of No, 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 no Catherine, no, no. You can't have a feminine article in front of the word beast. Stop being so defensive, Roy. <laughs> defensive? You cannot have a female article insecure? in front of the word beast. Are you feeling insecure? I am indeed. <laughs> and before I'm through with you guys... Oops, we will whoops, be too. Whoops. I said it again. Oops. <laughs> Hey, did you know Canada doesn't have a province named Alberta? Huh? What? It's just uh, Justin Trudeau forgot Alberta this today. Ooh, oh, wow. Of yeah. all the provinces to forget, right? That's wow. a little well, bit I'm of sure, a biggie. I'm sure the Albertans, frankly, won't be very surprised at that. <laughs> they figure they've been forgotten by him and his father for decades. Okay. And they'd have a bit of a case to make there, I think. Okay. So it's Canada Day. And one of the things that we usually do, uh, heading... Hi, Michelle. Hello, Roy. Happy Canada Day to you. Happy Canada Day to you, former seatmate to the Prime Minister. Who forgot that Alberta exists, but anyway. Yeah, it's too bad. It's, it's, just, it's right there, Mr. Prime Minister, between Saskatchewan and uh, British Columbia. Yep. And Mich- no, Michelle, Linda Leatherdale... Who is the, are you the chair of the BIA of Bronte Harbor in Ontario? Well, there you go. And I was already in the harbor. We're already celebrating Canada. You're in the harbor. birthday. Pardon? You're in the harbor. I'm in the harbor. We're celebrating Canada's 150th birthday. We've heard from all the dignitaries. In fact, Justin Trudeau had a pre-taped speech greetings to everybody in the crowd. No, he didn't mention Alberta, but he didn't mention all the provinces. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> so how's it how's it going at the at the Canada Day celebrations of Bronte? Well, let's just put it this way, Roy. All the dignitaries were on stage, and all of a sudden the skies opened up, the lightning struck, and boom, down oh. came the rain. Well, but having said that, it's going to clear, and we're bringing in Ronnie Hawkins, who won an Order of Canada. Oh, cool! And he's going to be our celebrity um, before the fireworks. That's great. great. That's terrific. Okay, so we didn't uh, we didn't prep what we're going to talk about. We it was sort of my idea that we just uh, ad lib something, take a subject that we care about uh, individually about Canada or that matters to us or that matters to Canadians, and we uh, 
we we move uh, with that and we talk about them a little bit. So, who wants to start? You didn't say that. I didn't? You said, no. You changed it up and said, if you had to put your GPS on, where would you go? I did not. Yes, you did. I did not. I didn't know such thing. Did I? Well, yes, you did. I did not. And well, I, I think we were great... talking about where we would chart a course for the future of Canada. Mr. Speaker, I demand a retraction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you go ahead and I'll just follow because I don't remember doing that. Well, I interpreted think, it as... I think you're picking on me. We would talk about, from our individual perspectives, the future of Canada. Okay, good. And where we would like to see things. All right, that anyway. sounds great to me. Yeah. So okay. I will start, if, if you will, which Please. I thought about. I, I thought about our wonderful country, which I love dearly, and I think we all do. We're blessed in so, so many ways. But one thing that I have found frustrating over the years is that we are very, very lucky in this country, and I think a lot of Canadians don't realize how much has been luck as opposed to really earning it. We have this natural resource thing, which has benefited us so much through our history. And a lot of Canadians don't like Americans much. They feel smug and superior to them. And yet, our proximity to that massive economy south of the 49th parallel has meant we have tons of prosperity as a result. And I would like, I mean, if I had my druthers, I would like to see Canadians become a lot more cognizant of exactly where our good fortune comes from, and as a result, be a lot more thoughtful in terms of the governments they elect uh, and how we can continue that good fortune in the future world, which is changing, as we know, so much with technology and, you know, so on and so forth, globalization, et cetera. Anyway, so that's my take for what it's worth. <laughs> I, okay, I'll go next. I'd okay. like to build on that because Catherine is quite right. In the midst of all the misery globally, I I think we take for granted what we have here in Canada. And, you know, to the point where we've become whiny and we've disengaged rather than saying, you know what, we are extremely lucky. It's a glass half full, glass half empty. I feel extremely fortunate, Roy, to have been born and raised in Canada. And there's no other place I'd rather be. Is it perfect? No. But I do believe we have so much to celebrate, not just today, but every day. That, you know, we've got a great country that we at least can build on and improve. All right. Uh, that's great. That is, you know, it's, it's all really significantly important to think about and talk about. And I'm not just paying lip service. What I want to ask, though, is who brought the dog this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> me, I did. You I did. dressed up for Canada Day. <laughs> Go ahead, Linda. Okay, well, here's my thing, and I agree with both um, Michelle and with Catherine, of course. And I got to tell you, despite the rain, all the people that were out today, I got to tell you, I think there's a lot, a lot of proud Canadians. And obviously, some of them 
weren't born here. And we've had that history over the years of people coming here and finding, as Ronnie Hawkins calls it, the promised land. But here's what I would like to change. It very frustrates me that our biggest trading partner, the U.S. of A., still truly believes, and i got to tell you because I hear it, I work for an American company, that perhaps we still live in igloos, that perhaps we don't have a yachting season because it's frozen up here. Uh, I, I have to remind them that Toronto is actually south of our headquarters. And what it really frustrates me is we know if Donald Trump, well, obviously now sneezes or anything because he's making headlines around the world, and our good old Trudeau is making headlines because he does so many selfies. But what really disturbs me is that none of what Canada has done, and we've contributed so much to the world in a number of ways, that it is not in their education system in any which way, that unless the mayor of Toronto does crack cocaine, do we make any news around the world? That has to change, Roy. We are the best country in the world in which to live. We've got some of the greatest minds and the greatest leaders, and we've done some great things, and we fought wars for democracy and for freedom. And I think it's time that we get the recognition that we deserve, and we should have Canadian history, et cetera, in schools, particularly in the United States, and come on, turn on some uh, uh, radio stations in Canada. Guys, listen to Roy Green, because then you're going to know what's going on. Exactly. No, you know what? We need Canadian history in all of our classrooms in this country. In, in every year, that it's not an, an elective, or not, I don't think it's an elective, but in uh, five provinces, it's not mandatory after, uh, in, in high school, I'd have to go and look at all the, uh, all, all the information again, but I believe it's five provinces now. So you've made me change what I was going to talk about, because <laughs> you've all ganged up with me and you changed the subjects on me. That's fine. I have a long memory. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> here's, what I, here's what I would say that, that, that I would like to see for this country going forward, and I think it's critically important. First of all, there's such a disconnect, an emotional disconnect and a, and a reality disconnect between the people of the country and the politicians who manage the country. And we oh, see yeah. this disconnect growing constantly. Um, we have a very low turnouts at elections, if there's an emotional involvement, emotional uh, component, maybe there'll be a spike. But generally, the, 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 the turnout is low. What I, would, what I would really propose is that we do, and we've talked about this on the show, that we do what the Swiss do, and that is have referenda on major yep. legislation three yep. or four times a year, and that yep. no piece of legislation is adopted by the Parliament of Canada before the people of Canada agree to it. Similarly, as the Swiss do, any Canadian citizen can raise an issue, and if enough Canadians were to sign on and say, that's important to me, that issue then goes on to become part of the official referendum process, and if a majority of Canadians were to support that particular initiative, then governments would have no option but to introduce it and pass it as law. We have a disconnect that should not exist, and that causes so many of our problems. If the people ex- instruct the government, as opposed to the government uh, instructing people, and sometimes belittling people, and 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 uh, throwing labels at at the electorate, then we'd have a far more functional country. So, as long as as long as Roy, um, it doesn't involve human rights or rights of other people. 
I have no objection. I think it's a great idea. But the minute we start to, you know, well, I don't like, um, for instance, say years ago, same-sex marriage. I, I have an issue with that because that really affects the rights of some people. But you know what, Michelle? I, I, I tend to agree with you on, on most everything, which is unusual because I'm a conservative and you were a liberal MP. <laughs> but you're, you know, you're, you're, you're really a pragmatist. That's what you are. Uh, and and I mean that, but I I will disagree with you uh, to this extent. I trust people. I trust the people of this country to make the correct decisions by majority. That's why we have elections. In fact, we elect governments, political parties, to form governments based on the promises they make. And often there are, or I shouldn't say often, but there are times when human rights components are part of election campaigns. I would trust people to make the correct decision. And if they make the wrong decision, you can always bring it into the next referendum process and turn it around. But I don't think you should limit it. I don't think it can be limited. If major legislation is introduced, the people should pass it. And, and we should individually have the right to introduce a motion for, um, for a piece of legislation to be added to the rent referendum process. You know, it's, it's, what, we're, what we're talking about here really is, is a minor, a minor um, adjustment, I think. Yeah. To, to the process, but just get people engaged and involved and give them a say between elections because we go through four years of being disenchanted, disenfranchised, talked down to, lectured, lied to, manipulated, and no wonder we're angry, no wonder we become fractious, no wonder we say we don't trust those fill-in-the-blanks. Well, you know, Roy, this is actually a sort of continuation of what I was trying to get at earlier with my, you know, people being more aware, more plugged in. Because to my mind, when I've seen referenda, one of the main advantages of referenda is people tend to get educated on that issue more than they would have been otherwise. And again, I think in Canada, because we're so darn lucky, and a lot of the luck, I mean, hey, a lot of the luck we have not earned, you know, things like natural resources. We didn't put them in the ground. Things like, you know, geographic proximity to the, you know, the most dynamic economy in the world and so on and so forth. So, you know, the, the whole notion of, of you know, we're so complacent in Canada mm-hmm. because we've been so fortunate without often really having to work too terribly hard for it. Mm-hmm. That, that's where a referenda to me, a referendum to me is hugely useful. I have People to, come up a learning curve. Catherine, I have to take a break, but yep. one of the things we could do with referenda, we could say nuts to you, to Denny Kader, there's going to be a pipeline. Really? Really? You know, you could, we'd have a referendum, and it, whatever Denny Kader thought wouldn't matter because the people would overrule him. End of story. <laughs> yeah. We could tell maybe Justin Trudeau that there is a province named Alberta. But, and uh, we had that in Ontario, uh, guys. I'm going to remind you, we had it with Mike Harris, but we can talk about that. Okay. Mike Harris. I like Mike. I'd, I'd, vote, I'd vote for Mike today and yeah. tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. We'll come right back. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I didn't think it would take long. Uh, at the uh, no, it's Roy at RoyGreenShow.com is the email. Jenny sent an email. You would vote for Mike Harris. Jenny, think, think of this: Harris, McGinty, 
win Ray. Make a choice. It's a no-brainer. What's that music in the background? Are you? You've got a band playing there, uh, Linda. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, turn, tell them to stop. We're talking on the radio. Stop them. <laughs> I think it's your band, Roy. <laughs> tell, tell me this, uh, Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, Beauties on the Beast on the Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network each Saturday. Are you optimistic, and uh, optimistic in the short term and in the long term for Canada? And we have about two minutes, Michelle. Let me start with you. Absolutely. I, I, I do, you know, hope springs eternal in my heart. And, you know, I think it's going to be tough, but I, I am optimistic because we have so many resources. We have so many terrific people. Uh, we just have to harness and do the right thing with what we have. Linda? I agree. Um, we are resource rich. Um, let's just hope that you know when we play out in the world, that we can spread the wealth that we have and help other nations. And um, that's my sort of wish. But yes, I believe Canada is number one in this country, and I believe Canada will be number one in this in this world going forward. And to the most powerful woman in Canada, Catherine Swift. <laughs> Hardy har har. Yes, I, of course I'm optimistic. I'm actually just, my sons have a whole whack of their friends up uh, at my cottage, and I'm looking out the window at them misbehaving and, and doing silly things. But they're all responsible people, and they're all doing uh, good jobs and worthwhile work. And we always hear about youth and how, oh, they're all unemployed, they're living in their parents' basement. Well, zero of my kids' friends are, by the way. They're all doing good work. None of them work for government, um, and they're contributing to society, and that's what makes me optimistic for the future. And I am, yeah. too. The only writer that I have is this. We have to protect, maybe above most other things, freedom of expression. Oh, yes. Agreed. Oh, totally. If yeah. we and have freedom of expression is compromised, then our very democratic existence is compromised. There are people whose agenda it is to compromise our freedom of expression. Absolutely. And we yep. need people like you, Roy, who are telling it. Yeah. Well, we will all do our part. And I would like to think the backlash has begun, because when people start to see all the stupidity with respect to telling everybody what they can do, what they can think, it's like those old, you know, that book 1984 and, you know, George Orwell, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think there would be a backlash when people see how it's affecting their lives, and that'll be a good thing. Yeah, it will be. Backlash. That's why I'm a proud member of Team Green. Oh, Team Beauties and the Beast. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Beauties, thank you so much. Happy Canada Day. Happy 150th. And we'll talk yeah. next Saturday. And of course, we'll also be talking on the. You. We'll also be talking to the 300th uh, anniversary of Canada Day. Let's stop them. Tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right. We're talking tomorrow. That's right. I forgot. We're talking tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, let's not even let's not even promo that. Let's wait. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. We'll talk to them with the beauties tomorrow. There's something important we're going to talk to them about.